I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you guys here. I know it's on uh, it's on iTunes. If you search Cabby Presents, which I gather is how most of you got to the show or, or get the show. And I mean, some of you guys listen online at TSN.ca. And some of you listen on the TSN and the Team Radio Network. Uh, so I say to all of you that are listening right now, merci beaucoup. I only say the French part because the gentleman that I'll be speaking to later in this, uh, in like 39 seconds, also speaks French. And he references a couple other guys who also speak French. And when they play hockey, they speak English to each other, not French. Anyway, you'll see what I mean. I got a lot of people tweeting me that they listen to this uh, radio show or podcast on the road. And I'm going to apologize in advance if the car veers left or right during this conversation because it goes it goes in a couple of different directions. You're going to hear the longest interview of this player's career by a long shot. He's all, you know, he's known as like a, a shy guy that, you know, he kind of stays out of the spotlight, but when he plays hockey, he dominates with flair, style and agility on the ice. Before we get to him, as many of you guys know, Twitter is the greatest sports bar in the universe. And it's like everyone, like everyone, not everyone, but a, a large section of the Twitter using population is always trying to, you know, one up each other with a funnier line, with the best line. It's like being, it's like being at a house party. And you're, you're trying to be that dude that just has the consistent good one-liners or just like – or can throw in like one or two one-liners over the course of the conversation, whatever it may be. That's what Twitter is like. And for sports fans out there that are dialed in, you know, the controversy with the NFL replacement refs has been both amazing and more amazing. Internet memes like the one that LeBron James tweeted out recently – it's, it's a photo of two replacement refs discussing a call, and the caption is, after further review, the runner did not touch second base. Touchdown, Celtics. It's like, I saw that and I died. Um, athletes in all the four major sports are tweeting about this debacle. It's like, it is actually where conversation is taking place right now because you don't get to hear the or, or read thoughts from random people or people that you admire anywhere else but in this social space. There's a ton of free entertainment out there, so Twitter, you gotta love it. Uh, my producer, uh, Lawrence Tashinsky, also known as LD, when I refer to LD, I'm talking about Lawrence, he recommends Googling NFL memes, and there's a pretty good Facebook page that has literally thousands of them, so check that out. Now back to my guest. I'll see if I can if I can open them up about what we're doing this weekend. 
you know, he's 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 uh, he doesn't really like to get into. I'm gonna try to give you a preview, okay? But it's up to him as far as how much he wants to give you. But I'll work on it. He's always let his skill speak for himself on the ice, uh, and today it's his voice, and he joins me on the phone from Ottawa right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. And joining me on the phone is uh, is one of the elite in the NHL, and he has the distinct honor and privilege to be on the cover of NHL 13. He's got long, wavy hair, which women can rub their hands through. And also, as Mike Richards once said, he's not a great poker player, I want to welcome Claude Giroux of the Philadelphia Flyers to the radio show. How you doing, man? Cabby, what's up? I'm good. Did that was that a, an accurate assessment? Pretty good, except the poker thing. I don't know. Richie was last place his last year with us, but whatever he was, he wants to say, I guess he was captain. <laughs> the captain is afforded a few uh, privileges. So, um, okay, so you're on the cover of NHL 13. Uh, how did that happen, and when were you notified that you made the cover of this iconic game? Well, I think it started right be- before playoffs, and uh, it was like a showdown, and guys would get voted by the fans. And uh, I mean, I was I was pretty lucky to have a lot of Flyers fans all, all over the world, and um, a lot of people from Hearst, uh, where I grew up, uh, they were voting a lot for me. So I think I was pretty lucky to, uh, to be able to be uh, on, on the cover. Yeah, but Claude, Hearst, Ontario has like 4,000 people. Like everybody from Hearst, Ontario would have to have voted 85 times for it to make a difference. But you know what? I think they, they did. They're pretty nuts down there and they love <laughs> hockey. And uh, I'm pretty sure they, they, they actually made a difference, I'm sure. Are you? Come on, man. Like, that's, there's, there were more people that went to my high school than live in Hearst, Ontario. Well, how about, how about you ask EA Sports? And I'm sure going to tell you that Hearst. First made a difference. So, okay, so, like, how were you notified? Like, how did the the information get to you? Of, of, of hers? No, 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 no. That you you were the the athlete chosen to be on the cover of the game. Oh, uh, at the NHL Awards, uh, it's between me and P.K. Rene, and a uh, great, great guy, by the way, and just uh, went on the stage, and it was between me and him, and uh, I think it was, uh, it was really close, and I was able to uh, to win it. So now, along with that, I mean, there comes prestige and there comes an increased amount of visibility because, you know, it's your image on this game and millions of people buy this game and play this game. In fact, that's the only hockey being played right now is this video game. Now, uh, what is that? How, like, how does it work for you getting paid? <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I got paid a little bit to, for being on the cover, but... Uh... Uh, with, with that money, I also gave uh, a, a good amount of money to the hospital in Philly and also the uh, the hospital back uh, back in Hirsch just to uh, just to kind of help uh, 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 people at the hospital. So uh, I think it's uh, it, it was a great cause, and I think I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty happy to be able to uh, to kind of win that and kind of give back a little bit. So Claude, what you're saying is you've burned through all that NHL 13 money. That's all gone right now. I mean, there's still a little bit left. No, uh, you burned through it. Well, li- well, what are you spending now? Like, you you have to live on something. Is it not the NHL 13 money, the little nest egg that you have? 
You know what? Every time I do an interview with you, you, you talk about money all the time. I, I no, why. I don't. Well, maybe poker. Okay, the last time was poker, but that's poker. Like in this time, this is the this is going to be one of two times that I speak about money in this interview, in this conversation. Okay. Well, I don't know what to say, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, well, you're doing a good job of it. Come on! Okay, listen. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, okay, so last thing about the video game. Um, is there a, does a variation of the Madden curse exist for NHL 13? You know what, on Twitter, it was actually blowing up. Uh, Flyers fan, we're not too happy that it won because they, they thought it was a curse. But uh, I guess there's only one way to, uh, to look at it. Or there's only one way to find out is on the next yeah. time you play, from the next full season you have. Yeah, hopefully be soon. Has there has there been a flyer on the cover of that game before? Or are you the first? Uh, I believe I was told that uh, Eric Lindros was uh, on it in '98, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. Ah, uh, okay, right. He was a stud, but I think he went. That was his MVP year, I think '97 yeah. or '98. I think. Yeah, he was a beast uh, around that year. So um, now, like, so now you have this increased visibility, and I, you know, I know, I know that in the summertime. You hang out in Ottawa. That's where you have a place, and a lot of your friends are there and stuff like that. Now, who is the who is the teammate of yours that's the most comfortable in public settings? Like the guy that can deal with the the fans the the easiest, and generally doesn't mind answering the same questions over and over and over again from the fans. Who's the guy that you know that's really comfortable doing that? You know what, uh, Danny Briere is probably pretty good at it because he's so nice and. He's nice with everybody, and then you got you got guys like Hardnell and Max Talbot that you know what they're they just love talking. They can talk for hours, <laughs> they just talk about whatever. So it's it's always fun to go out with those guys because they uh, uh, they actually like talking to the fans, and it's uh, we we always have good conversation with with the fans. So it's it's actually pretty funny. And it's also it also takes some of the pressure off of you, right? Exactly. I I really don't talk a lot. I'm a little shy with around people I don't know. So. Uh, Max and Scott are pretty good at it, so they just go at it. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very comfortable, like Max and Daniel Briere and Scott Hartnell, your teammates, 1 being you're, like, very, not uncomfortable, but you're, you're, you're like, super shy, almost like, like you prefer just to kind of, you know, be away from the limelight. Where do you – Where what's your – what what grade would what mark would you give yourself from a scale of one to ten as far as how you how comfortable you are interacting with the public? Oh, well, I'm I'm not that bad. I'd say I'm around a, a six or seven, but just uh, Max and Scott, they're they're in this, they're another league, you know. They're they're probably eleventh. They're they just <laughs> know what to say and they're quick. And if somebody chirps them, they'll have a chirp right back, and it just uh, it just makes it funny. Who's the one? Who's the teammate of yours that's the least comfortable? Like the dude where it's like, he, you know if he's in a room and if it's just him or if it's just a couple people, he's not going to speak at all or it's just going to be really un, it's just gonna be really awkward. Oh, this one's easy. This is Sean Couturier. <laughs> this, this guy, well, he was his rookie year, but he's really, really shy. And uh, he uh, he only started talking to, uh, to us at the end of the year because he was too shy. But he's, uh, he's a really funny guy when you one-on-one, but you put – Three, four people in one room with him, and uh, he won't say a word. But uh, he's uh, he, he's pretty funny. So wait, so like, uh, so you said that he he didn't really start talking to you guys as his teammate until towards the end of the season. He didn't start opening up. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's like he doesn't want to bother us. It's uh, it's well, he's only 18. He's a little young, but uh, what you saw at the end of the year, he got a little, little bit more comfortable. But uh, it's like he never has anything to say. And uh, but when he does, it's uh, it's usually pretty funny. <laughs> now, um, I know that uh, obviously playing in Philadelphia, you have the four sports teams there, and the Eagles are a really big deal. And I'm sure just by osmosis, you have to absorb uh, the the bright lights of the NFL. And on uh, Monday night, the I guess the the issue with the replacement refs has reached critical mass. It's reached like hysteria. Uh, in did you watch that Green Bay and Seattle game that finish in uh, on Monday night? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, growing up, I've never really watched football. And it's when I actually moved to Philly uh, last five years. I've, I've been because football is pretty, pretty big over there. So I, I can understand the game a lot more now. But you know what? I, I I don't know what to say, really. I was kind of weird. I was watching the game, and I was pretty sure I was in inter- interception. But I don't know. I didn't know much about it. So I just didn't really say anything about it. Now, the, um, like, Twitter exploded and there were several members of the Green Bay Packers uh, that were just going off on Twitter. Like, one dude was like, you know, F this, NFL, you know, whatever you find me, just pay the regular, I'll pay the fine, just give it to the, the regular refs. Like, dudes were just understandably irate because they awarded the touchdown to Golden Tate from Seattle and uh, uh, DM uh, or uh, MD, um, what's that brother's name? Jennings. And Jennings had intercepted and came down with the ball. So um, at some point, I think the two sides, the owners and the refs, will have to get back to the table and bargain again because it's just, it just gone crazy. What's the most upset you've ever been with an official? <laughs> uh, there's a couple. Uh, sometimes during the game I get really frustrated at the ref, but uh, I try to not to because I'm just a young player, so I try not to. To yell too much of the refs, but uh, I usually go apologize to them after because I realize that uh, you kind of kind of need the refs uh, not on your side, but you can't be yelling at them. But uh, there's uh, there's a couple uh, couple times I uh, I was pretty mad. Well, give me give me those couple of times, Claude. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It's I I really don't know right now, but let's just say I uh, I, I said some bad words to the refs that. Uh, I took back, so it's it's all good. Okay, so when you when you get really really upset, do you swear in French or in English? Ah, uh, English. You swear in English. Yeah, even on the bench when I'm talking to Briere or Talbot, usually we speak English because it's all the hockey terms in English. You don't really say the French terms, so the, the whole game is pretty much English. Okay, so like, um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I just think you know some people. You know, in the in the language they grew up in, they that's when like I I used to work with a guy and he um, grew up speaking Italian, and he said he can swear more colorfully and 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 um, viciously in Italian than he can in in English, even though he speaks English perfectly well. But he said like the real sharp ones, he 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 swears in Italian. So I, I'm so I'm guessing you didn't save some of those for those particular referees in those games. You just gave it to them in English. Yeah, because even if I say in French, you wouldn't understand. So <laughs> might as well just keep it simple. So um, uh, there's like a, I was just reading on the way up to uh, the studio 
um, about it was in it was in uh, Esquire magazine. They just had a quick preview of the story on E60 about Rob Gronkowski. Now, Rob Gronkowski is this giant tight end who plays for the New England Patriots, and he just lives his life like a college dude. Like he he's like he's he's an unbelievable talent. The dude's like six five, like two sixty, and he's just jacked. Um, now, like he, he, you know, in this article, it said that Gronk might be the first athlete to create an entire legend via social media and YouTube. It's sort of in the way, I guess, the closest thing, I guess, in hockey would be Paul Bissonnette. Now, you know, you, have you? I mean, you follow you follow Biz on Twitter, right? Yeah, I think everybody has to. <laughs> and then you see some of his posts, and you see the the photos that he posts, and the you know the friends that he has. Like he lives a particular lifestyle, which is just awesome. It's like he's living a real life beer commercial, in a way. Yeah, he uh, he wants to be a rock star, and he's pretty good at it too. So you gotta respect that. <laughs> now, uh, what would your like? What would your life be like if you had that much freedom? Like if you're partying all the time and, you know, you're in Vegas and Gronkowski, you know, he hangs out with porn stars. He gets like blackout drunk at bars and stuff like you. If you're just living like you were a 19-year-old millionaire, how much freedom, like what would your life be like? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you you can if you show up at the game and you're still still at, at the, the best hockey you can play or football, I mean, in this case, but... You know what? Obviously, you got to be careful, and uh, there's a lot of fans out there, and uh, they pay a lot of money to go to, to kind of go see you play. But at the end of the day, if you go if you go on the ice, you get everything you got, and and uh, it's not like you're hungover, but like I mean, if you, you can have a little fun. But at the end of the day, it's just just about showing up and uh, get everything you got. Do you think you could do it even for like a week? Even like say it was like say it was like December like 27th. To like January the fourth, and you didn't have a game in that time. You know, there's New Year's Eve, and then your next game is like January the fifth. For some reason, the scheduling allowed for this huge break. Do you think you could do it? Well, it depends what kind of party you're talking. About. Come on, well, the what do you mean? What kind of party? Like partying? Like you're, you know, you're you're dancing and you're like out. You go to a restaurant and then you go to a night spot and with your and you're with your buddies and you know. Maybe one of your buddies is is making a rain with dollar bills, or you're at a you're at a bar where you're shooting like, you you know you like uh like water guns at you know at the girls and or you're in Vegas for a couple of nights just at a place where they launch confetti in the air like one of, like one of the like you know like a like a legit week of partying. Well, if it doesn't if it doesn't change your game and you're still the same player, like you can have a little fun with your buddies. That's for sure. Like you're. Like I'm still 24 years old, and uh, I'm, all my buddies are 24. Everyone who's 24, they like to have a little fun, obviously. But just got to be smart about it. Gee, you're only 24. Yeah, but I'm really mature, though. <laughs> when do you turn 25? Uh, January 12th. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't realize you're so young, man. Yeah, do you feel like um, you know, you're one of the elite players in hockey? Like you're top, you're like. Top five for sure, top three arguably in the whole league. Do you feel like players of your status are held to a much higher standard? Uh, I, I guess you could say that, but there's a reason why Crosby and Ovechkin and all those guys are, are up there because they take care of themselves and they work hard 
they work out pretty hard and you're pretty smart about it. So, I mean, uh, you, at the same time, I'm sure they have a, they, they have some fun and uh, they like to, to have a couple beers with, uh, uh, with their friends and, uh, and just go out a little bit. So, but okay. But so like you mentioned those two guys, but do you feel like you, you know, you're like, you can't go out and, like you can't do a weekend in Vegas or like, I mean, it's the off season, so it's different, but you can't be out there, you know, posting pictures with you and like, you know, Paulina Gretzky and that kind of like, do you feel like you can't live some of that lifestyle because of the status you've elevated yourself to, um, to, to, to? Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do what my, my friends are doing. Cause it's not really, uh, it's not really smart to take pictures and uh, go out there, but, I mean, if you do it like Paul Bissonnette, he's pretty small. He's pretty smart about it. Like he doesn't doesn't get in trouble because he he knows the limits. So uh, he uh, I think he uh, he enjoys his summer pretty good, and and uh, so do we. So you just got to be smart about it, and you got to watch out where you go and and who you hang out with. So like, okay, so um, last the last time your league had a lockout, like what were you doing? Like where were you? I was playing juniors in uh, in Gatineau. In Gatineau, oh, shout out to Pig Owls. But okay, so you were uh, <laughs> you're playing uh, junior in Gat. Hey, that's where um, that's where um, where uh, where Briere's from, right? Yeah, Briere's from there. Max Talbot played there, and it's a pretty good place. So, how old were you? I was uh, 17, I believe. So okay, so you're so you're still in high school, and um, like, do you remember what that was like? As a fan, you, at that point, you're a fan of the NHL. You're not quite there yet. Do you remember what that was like for you? It actually, was uh, it was pretty good for us because there's no NHL, so we're playing uh, we're playing junior. So a lot of more fans can uh, could come and see us. But at the same time, I was uh, I was a big fan of the NHL and not being able to see um, uh, my uh, the NHL play my my favorite players play it was uh, it sucked. But at the same time, we had a lot of uh, uh, fans that used to go watch the Sanders and that would that would now come watch our games because they love hockey. So uh, it turned out uh, not too bad for us. So you made the most of it. There were more people coming to your games. So again, like you were kind of soaking up the limelight, being a 17 year old, and like you know, you maybe your attendance goes from 3,000 to 6,000 a night. So what was that like for you in high school with the girls? <laughs> I guess I was pretty shy in uh, in high school. I it was a new school for me, so I uh, try to stay out of trouble. And uh, but uh, we had a good time, and um, yeah, with hockey, I, I would miss a lot of classes, so uh, I have to do some overtime and stuff. Now, what do you did you live with billets? Like you live with a family? Uh, yeah, I lived. Uh, I live in Gatineau, and my last year, I I live with my parents. The, he moved down to Ottawa, so I was able to live with them. So that was uh, that was a big plus for me. So how how many years did you live with billets when you played hockey? I guess I guess how many years did you live away from your house, your own your home, playing hockey? Uh, I think only when I was seventeen and eighteen. That's pretty much it. Now, do you still have a relationship with their, with their billets? The only reason why I ask this is because, you know, I'm in Toronto, and a bunch uh, of hockey players they live here in the summertime, and and one dude. Uh, a guy that I'd become friends with, Joel Ward. One weekend, he went to like Oshawa or like North Bay or something to spend the weekend with his billets. Um, I guess because they were they were still close. Do you have a similar relationship like that? Uh, I see them uh, once in a while, but uh, they're more friends with my with my parents, and 
Uh, I know my uh, uh, the girl Bill uh, still plays golf with my mom, so uh, they're pretty close. So uh, that's pretty good. What were uh, what were the rules like for you? Like, what were the well, house we had, rules? Well, our team had a curfew uh, eleven o'clock every uh, every night, and I mean that's pretty much it. I would get to go to school, come back, eat, practice, and just uh, just a little routine. So, were you guys? If there was like uh, an unofficial team party, like you went to, you know, you went to Wilson's place, could you guys push it and stay out past your curfew if all the guys were together? Uh, I mean, if we had a team party, I mean, if we had a, if it was a Sunday, we didn't play till uh, the next Saturday. Uh, we get all the boys together, have a few beers, and I mean, we were we were 18 years old, so uh, if you show me uh, one kid who's 18 that doesn't like to have a few beers with his friends, uh, uh, I'll show you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you guys were hockey dudes. You guys are you guys are like the alphas in the town because you're like the the young hockey dudes and and you know you're in Gatineau, Quebec. You know, we, we being from Ontario, I mean, you're from Ontario also, but we always had this sort of impression that Quebec was just a lot more advanced and way more liberal than for us. Like I think Ontario is the maybe BC is like this, but like. One of the few provinces where the drinking age is 19 and the rest of the country is 18. And then when we were in high school, we thought, like, in Quebec, there were, like, no rules. Like, it was, like, 14 or 16 people could go could go drink. Is, is there any truth to that? Uh, I mean, I was, I was 18, and I was just very excited to go to Gano and being able to, uh, to buy a 2-4. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I felt pretty cool being able to buy that, so... <laughs> uh, I think we uh, we we just thought it was pretty funny. Oh, that's great! I mean, eight, yeah, that's great. I remember, like, did you go to the prom, Claude? I did go to the prom, but I went to the prom in uh, in Hearst, actually. Oh, so you went, dude? But okay, wait. So you spent your whole senior year in Gatineau, and then when the season was done, then you went back to Hearst to do to you know to finish out the year, and then you had your prom up there. Yeah, pretty much, because I was uh, I was going down to Hearst for uh, for two weeks, and the prom was uh, was then. So I just I just went with all uh, all of my buddies I grew up with. So we had a pretty good time. What was the after party like? Like, did you see the movie Project X? Have you seen that one? <laughs> yeah, I think it was crazier than Project X. What do you mean? What? Tell me about it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we just sat <laughs> around, uh, drink tea, and uh, come on, wait a second, listen. Gee, the statute of limitations is up. Like that story took place six years ago. You can now tell the story. <laughs> well, it's prom. Like I'm pretty sure you went to prom too. So I did, but uh, my prom experience might be different for yours. Gee, your prom was in another decade. You can definitely tell this story. Well, I mean, it was all about uh, we're what over you. So about you're 17 and you got to find a way to get alcohol and you go and uh, I think we went uh, camping kind of like we had a big fire and pretty much just drinking beer and I uh, thought we were uh, we were big rebels. <laughs> we used to call those bush parties. Yeah, bush parties. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> so you, so there were like so there were like a hundred kids in like suits, tuxedos, prom dresses, heels. Out in the woods, getting eaten by mosquitoes, just like getting bombed. No, no, you're in Hearst. You have to go change because uh, there's a lot of bugs, and uh, you need a hoodie. You need uh, long socks. Uh, you almost need a toque, even if it's in the summer, because it might it might snow. What? It's the, <laughs> you're really like wait. So so for the for the listeners that are listening to this in different parts of Canada or in the United States, 
and, and geographically, how far north is Hearst, Ontario from, say, uh, the closest big city is Ottawa. Um, how, how far north is it from Ottawa? Uh, it's 10 hours from Ottawa, and it's uh, 6 hours from Sudbury, so it's uh, really up there. So, so okay, so 10 hours, so it's basically 1,000 kilometers, which I don't know how many miles that is. I think it's like 60, 600 miles, I guess, north of Ottawa and Toronto. So that's that's really far. So it makes sense that you have to friggin' wear a snowsuit out there um, while you guys are crushing some. Were you guys drinking um, Wild Goose? Remember that? No, I think we were drinking Wildcats. What's Wild? What's Wildcats? What's that one? Are you serious? You never drank a Wildcat? No, I've heard. I've heard of uh, maybe it's Wild Turkey, but no, not Wild. What's Wildcat? A beer? Or is that a? Is that like a whiskey? It's Wildcat. It's a beer. No, I've never heard of Wildcats. It's not. It's not very good, but like it's pretty cheap. So. So like a twenty-four cost what? Like nine bucks? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know the price exactly. So okay, so like that was okay. So that was that lockout. You were seventeen. You're playing in Gatineau and and enjoying. Having uh, you know a greater visibility and and having more people get to watch your games. What's this lockout been like? You know what? Uh, I thought a little uh, summer, a uh, little extended summer would be nice. But you know what? It's uh, it's really not fun. It's uh, I'm really bored right now. I'm uh, I just want to play hockey pretty much. And um, you know what? The guys. Uh, it's just frustrating that the game was going so well and. And now uh, we gotta we gotta stop a little bit because uh, we need to figure out some details. But uh, hopefully we can uh, we can figure it out soon. So what what is your day like? You you wake up, you eat breakfast, you go skate. Do you work out after skating or work out before skating, and then you just chill the rest of the day? Oh, it depends on the day. But usually I uh, I work out four times a week and uh, I skate three times a week. So I uh, just try to do that and. I mean, uh, I got, I don't have much to do, so uh, I play golf and uh, just hang out with uh, with my friends and trying to find uh, new things to do. Are we um like? Do you have? Did you go to New York a couple weeks ago when all those dudes were like? There was like two hundred of you guys there. Were you there for that? Yeah, I think there was three uh, two hundred fifty people there. So uh, went for uh, for for two meetings back to back days and. Uh, try to know a little bit more what's going on and try to get involved a little bit better. So in a room of 250 of your peers, like, who did you hang out with? Because that room is just so huge, and then everybody kind of hangs with either their teammates or people they know. So who was, like, in your little crew that you guys would then go to dinner, like you, your crew would go to dinner uh, later on? Yeah, it was pretty much uh, our team. Uh, I think we had seven to eight guys from our team and uh, just hanging out with them and kind of – we had like uh, little groups, and then we uh, we all went for uh, for a nice little dinner together, and uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty good to, to see the boys again. Did you hang out with anybody from other teams? Uh, I mean, Van Riemsdyk like, just got traded, but uh, yeah, he's uh, here now. He's here in Toronto. Yeah, I know. He's he's one of my best friends for uh, for the last four years. So uh, uh, obviously, we're still pretty close, and um, it was good to see him again. Now, uh, Claude, can we talk about this weekend? We don't have to. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking you if we can. I don't know. I don't know. Should we? <laughs> I just, I just don't really like. I have a lot of questions about it, and I it's. Know, I don't know you do, but. <laughs> well, I don't know if I should leave the listeners in suspense. We could just keep it. I could just. We could just keep it to us, and I can move on to one last thing, or we could just give them a little taste of what's happening. Like, what are you gonna ask me? <laughs> 
I just want to know how it, what the origin of this event this weekend is that. Well, well the thing is, I want, we just wanted to find a party and. Okay, wait, 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 wait. But you have to tell the audience. Okay, so just so. Okay, but, uh, okay I'm only. We're all, okay, I'll only give them one little nugget, okay? So, okay? so I am happy and honored that I can. Because you know, I like to talk. Anytime we see each other, all I do is talk. Uh, I'm happy to be the MC at a at an event I've never been to in my life, and I don't. In fact, I don't think anybody else has been to in their lives. Was that have you? I had never been to an event like that. Uh, my buddies have great ideas. They decided to do a fake wedding to bring all the boys together <laughs> before I leave. So we're uh, we're we're glad to have you. That's for sure. So okay, so okay, so the the okay. Last question about this. So we're doing a fake wedding. I'm the MC. I'm not. I don't. I haven't met either the bride or the groom. But I'm just gonna make up stuff about them and just tell really, uh, really awful stories or whatever. I just I'm just gonna make up an origin story for them. But they are they both aware of what is happening? It's not like it's not like one of those uh, hidden camera kind of things. Like we're we're gonna surprise someone. No, no, we're not punking anybody here. We're actually, <laughs> everybody knows what's what's going on. Okay, that's uh, that. Well, that's we'll we'll leave that as as that as a teaser, and uh, perhaps if you meet me, if one of my friends hears this, then maybe I'll tell you the story in like a year, or I'll tell you the story the next decade because we didn't even get the really good prom story from Claude, even though that happened in friggin' two thousand and four or two thousand and three, like before. I don't even before Justin Bieber was Justin Bieber. Actually, that's a terrible uh, analogy, but you know what I mean. It's it's been a while. Um, so okay, so uh, what are you gonna do the rest of the day, dude? I don't know. I got I got a big soccer game tonight. Big soccer game. Are you playing in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it indoor, indoor, or outdoor? It's indoor. It's mixed, and uh, it's pretty intense actually, and pretty pumped about it. So wait, they say why is it big? Like, is it just a big league game, league game, or is it like one of those like, you, if you win, you win the you win the the league champion, or not the but like the regular season, and you go into the round robin. It's a, why is it a big game? Oh, it's not a big game actually. It's just a game. I just I just felt like putting big in front of it. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you I thought you had you had me on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just gonna play a little soccer game and. Uh, then all the boys are going to get together, and we need to to plan the, this wedding a little bit better. And that's we're all we're all set. <laughs> the a the DJ better be on point. Like I don't like. What kind of music are we? What kind of music are we going to listen to? We're going to a wedding. What kind of music is there at a wedding? Kathy? Yeah, but listen. But we're like you're 24 years old. Your buddies are 24. Can we listen to like contemporary? Like can we listen to Kanye and Jay Z and Drake uh, and Lil Wayne? No, it's wedding songs. Come on, for real? Cabby, just trust me on this. I don't want to hear the... Listen, I also don't want to hear... Don't stop believing. I don't want to hear that one either. Well, Cabby, you need to understand that. Like, I'm tired of going... Okay, anyways, we'll talk later. Gee... I want to hear. I want to hear mercy. I want to hear click. I give. I need to hear like Otis. Like I. I need to hear gotta have it. But listen, 
Do you know what's the best part? You're going to be the MC, so you'll be able to control a little bit better. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that you've given me a little bit of a little bit of power and perhaps some influence over the DJ. I look forward to it. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna talk a lot, aren't you? No, I'm not. Well, on the mic out there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like once it's in my hand, I may not stop talking. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. Hey, so um uh how are you okay, last thing is how are you in the NHL game? Like and and there's no way you can play online as you, right? You have to like make you have to play as like Max Talbot. Or Couturier, like you have to make up an alias, don't you? What are you talking about? The video game, NHL 13. Yeah. Do you don't play as yourself? Do you like when you play online? Hundred percent. I'm on the first power play, first PK, first line. But do you, um, but your opponents, you don't go online to play random people, do you? Oh no 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 no! I I, I don't play like that. I just play one on one with my buddy. Oh, okay, because because then like there are twelve year olds that are absolutely deadly and they talk all kinds of smack to you. I did it once <laughs> oh. and I won't do it again because they like they'll call you like the most offensive words and terms. And these kids are like eleven from South Dakota. I'm like, what? Who who are you anyway? So um, you're probably gonna get a lot of challenges to play the game. So you better. You know, in your downtime, you better sharpen up those skills. Yeah, I got a lot of work to do, I think, because I'm not really a big video game guy. Uh, okay, well, we'll work it out when I get to, when I get to Ottawa. Sounds good. In when the meet, um, I think I land at one on uh, Sunday. Perfect. So, in the meantime, uh, I'm sure the plan will be amazing, and I'm gonna do my part to have a, a nice guest list. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Claude Giroux, my dude. Hey, so it's uh, on Twitter. It's uh, at uh, Giroux28, correct? No, it's at 28C Giroux. Okay, sorry. So on Twitter, for those of you guys who are listening, you want to follow Claude Giroux, who at some point in his career will be a multiple MVP in the National Hockey League. It's at C Giroux28. No, sorry. At 28, C. Giroux. I'm a complete idiot. Yeah, you're up there. <laughs> I appreciate you joining me, man. I'll see you in a few days. All right, thanks for the call, Cabby. Thanks, brother. Wedding Crashers 2.0 is what we're about to relive. Like that crashing montage, like the first, I don't know if it's the opening five minutes or maybe it's like takes place like three or four minutes after the open, is one of the greatest comedic montages ever recorded or edited on film. It's it would be a challenge to find a better sequence than that dancing and crashing and hooking up with girls montage uh, from Wedding Crashers. Anyway, um, I'm looking forward to spending uh, a good amount of time with them, and maybe I'll catch a workout with uh, Giroux as well. If you want to follow Close Giroux on Twitter, once again, it's at 28C Giroux. That's at the number 2, the number 8. C-G-I-R-O-U-X. 28 C. Giroux. I hope to lock it in soon, man, because I love watching this dude play hockey and all uh, all of the guests that have been on the Cabby Presents podcast play hockey. Had a, I've had a bunch of dudes, and um, and it's, uh, I don't know, we always have pretty good conversations. So hope you guys are enjoying them. Uh, this Friday on SportsCenter, on Cabby Presents, I've got an interview with members of the Tottenham Hotspur playing the new FIFA 13 game. 
It's my first interview with EPL soccer players, and I had a good time. So I hope you guys have a good time watching it. On Twitter, you can check me out, at TheRealCabby. On Instagram, it's TheRealCabby. And if we met in real life, it's just, hey, Cabby, I bid you adieu, as I always do. I'm Cabby, and I'm gone. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. 